Todd and Rob in the afternoon. afternoon With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we are. We are live and lit. Welcome, Rob. Of course, uh, we're a little late getting off the gun here because Wowza decided to not give me a 30-second start, but a three-minute start. So, eh, wow. it is what it is. Oh, well. It, Tech doesn't always work the way we hope it would. And we're right. using Zoom today. So, does Rob sound better on Zoom? Uh Test it right now. Uh, I don't know. Do I sound a little better, Todd, on your end? It sounds the same on my end. Okay. So if, if Rob still sounds funny today, we, we'll try Riverside next week. Right. We'll just go through all of these. <laughs> we'll, we'll go through these. until the till the audio right. clears. But to me, you sound good. You don't sound compressed. So I don't know what's going on with the... Uh, I've had some complaints. My, primarily, uh, Dan and J. Lewis is saying, Rob sounds compressed. He always sounds right. compressed. Well, we run Skype in no compression mode. We've used Skype for years and not had an issue well, with it. The only compression that happens is I've got a Roadcaster Pro here that is is running a little bit of processing. But it, um, but it sounds good right here. I, I don't know. I know. You, you sound like exactly. you're right next to me. So Yeah, and you have a compressor running on yeah, this. Yeah, I do. I've on on your end right? yeah i've got i've got and i hear the output of my system i know what my source is i know what yours because i'm getting you right off the the post mix oh, the same so, mixer, right? yeah so yeah. who knows anyway yeah. hey everyone welcome 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 again uh, if you're watching us live and lit we definitely appreciate it we also want to thank uh, dave jones from last week sent us 5150 sats he says we have a lot more ideas for 2.0 features I just made a constant decision to slow things down a bit to give host and app some breathing room to catch up. Well, okay. Um, I've got my podcast 2.0.1 list. That's what we called it, Blueberry. Um, yeah. And once we get done with our podcast 2.0.1 list, then we will be caught up. Um, <laughs> uh, so I did notice that, uh, that John Spurlock noticed that the Podbean app supports the transcript tag oh. the podcast 2.0 project oh and, well, that's good same with our publishing side so when, i guess we are joining the party per se but so uh, how long is sure that there's more to come how long has that been in uh, available i i wasn't told i was told that it was a few, it was built in a few months ago so it's just that i don't think anybody was notified wow Podcasting 2.0 project that that had happened. So make so. sure they do a pull request so that Podbean can get on the on the list. Yeah. yeah so we're going to make an adjustment to the. Um, I think how we're reporting back to the server. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Right. Cool. Well, anyway, you, all you have to do is go over to tell one of your devs because mm -hmm. I had to do this because I don't know how to do it. Go over to the GitHub and then pull, and you have to submit something. And then you have to ask Dave to do a pull request and then mm -hmm. something syncs and then you'll get up on the website. So if you guys have no yeah. idea what we're talking about, you can go over to podcastapps.com or newpodcastapps.com. Check out all these cool, cool podcasting 2.0 apps. Mike Dell says bots are scary. 1001 sets. And Dave asked me and I, and he says, we need to have something on my screen. Well, you can't see the screen now because we're in the two pane view. That said, it would be great to see Boostgrams show up on those screens behind you, your right shoulder as they come in. So, well, <laughs> in this show, my right shoulder is obscured from the uh, 
And I think that we, uh, someone said lit video is looking great in Podverse 2112, live and lit 2112. Heather Faye said, I 100% listen on podcasts. So I do chores also during all other scenarios mentioned, 500 sats. So I think that catches us up for Boostergrams. And oh, Mike Dell says, Rob sounds much better on audio today. Hmm. Oh, so that's good news. 1,701 sats. So a boost came in from that. So, you know, I did. I, I titled this show on YouTube. So I, 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 the question that I see, let me give you the title. The title I named this was YouTube podcast support question mark. And I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction and I hope it doesn't come back to bite me. We've heard all this news about podcasting support in YouTube. Yeah. Where they're making it available, so you have to designate it via a playlist or some crazy thing that it's a podcast. Someone said, "Well, all they need to do is add an RSS feed." Well, I would not that's, hold that's my part breath. of that's part of the picture, but it may not be. Who knows? I would that. not hold my breath because you basically Google. If you look at the <laughs> history. Google depreciated RSS besides FeedBurner more than 10 years ago. They, they walked away. Google Reader was a fantastic, maybe people don't know this. It was a feed reader from Google. It was mm -hmm. a fantastic tool. Right. I mean, it was like I was, I beloved that tool and they, mm -hmm. they killed it. So today I use Feedly as my RSS aggregation tool to do show prep and analysis. And I follow a couple thousand RSS feeds that are not podcast feeds. They are, but Google has no, really no RSS support besides what they've done in FeedBurner, which is barely on life support for all these years. So if, 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 and I might eat my words. If Google adds RSS to YouTube, it, it's going to be a sad day for podcasting. Well, it could be a sad day for podcasting if they don't, too. Uh, why you say that? Well, uh, I think if you have to, you have to step back and you have to look at the big picture, right? Um, if, if the direction that we're heading down is these, these big mega platforms, you know, I have to include Spotify in this discussion too, because I think there's a lot of similarities coming together here. Um, if they do, you know, and Spotify has put it out there that RSS feeds, um, external RSS feeds are optional now, mm -hmm. right? So that means that over time, um, podcasting will shift to a model of upload to one particular platform to get your podcast distributed. And it's hosted on that platform too. So that's the model that I'm worried about. If they don't do RSS, that means what? that, right, then that means that that content is only in that platform. Good. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's, I mean, if that's what you want. Um, Why? Why would we want? I, I'm, I'm selfish. Well, do we want more and more of this content to be published into siloed platforms? Is that what we want? 
It already is going to because there are some people that are only publishing into Spotify now because they don't know any better. I realize that, but if we eliminate the availability of RSS, then we're basically guaranteed that that's the outcome. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. So you, that would create a fractured environment. That also could could mean that these platforms don't accept submissions via RSS, or if they do, it's only to get their content. They've already said platform. they're not. They're not taking submissions via RSS. You, they've but, already said you will have to upload your content at YouTube. But YouTube may feel like they can scale their platform. There is no way YouTube is. Do. There's no way YouTube is going to allow content that originates there on Amazon and on Apple and all these other places. I wouldn't, I I think we probably thought, I think if you think back to Spotify, right? Don't you think that maybe we got played a little bit with Spotify to some degree? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's to get the content into the platform and then you cut off the RSS. Well, so, right. Well, but they, 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 no, 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 that, done, but right? hold up. They are, to be fair, Spotify is still ingesting shows via RSS. Correct. And if the, you're on, on Anchor, you can create a show over there and turn RSS and have a distribution. So in but, my opinion, Spotify has, they're still a good distribution point from the simple fact that they are ingesting RSS and I can have my show wherever I want. Now, yeah. if you decide to go over and host your show on Anchor and are so narrow-minded that you only have your show on Spotify, then that's your fault. That's not my fault. And well, if, if, if in YouTube, there's no way that they are going to ingest RSS feeds. There is no way. No way they're, they're going to do that. That is not their DNA. Their DNA is we want to control it upload it to us, we will monetize it. There is no way that they are going to ingest via RSS. Never, not going to happen. Then we have to agree to disagree because I've I've heard talk like that. That they're going to ingest via RSS? Yeah, to get the content into the platform. Oh, okay. We'll see. They'll capture that content and then rehost it. Okay, so okay, so here's the next word. Do you think someone is going to be able to create a podcast? Uh, let's let's be careful here. Let's create audio content on YouTube and get an RSS feed that they can use on Apple Podcasts. Well, that that we don't know yet. Okay, I so okay, 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 right. okay, okay. Yeah, hold, on, that hold on, hold on, hold on. We know that. I'm talking about getting content into the platform. I think there's a higher probability that they will pull RSS feeds than they will ever give an Create RSS Create them for external distribution. Right. Right. I am fine. They, I am, they don't have a history of doing external distribution. Right. I am fine if they ingest via RSS. I'm fine with that. I'm cool. Yeah. Because guess what? They just become another destination. I'm fine with that. But I don't think where my prediction lays is that they will not, if you create a, a YouTube presence that is going to be for audio only, I do not believe they, they will reciprocate and give you an RSS feed. Yeah, probably not. Just like Spotify isn't 
isn't going to, it's optional now. Right. right? Well, at least it's optional at Anchor through Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what you can kind of see how this might come together is you, you probably saw the announcement between YouTube and Lipson. Right. right. Um, Actually, I did it. Well, I saw where you guys are getting stats or something. Yeah. Or that. But think about that from the standpoint of them ingesting RSS and then reporting the stats back. So, as long as the content's on pass through, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that, but the point of that is that it's not on pass through. Else they wouldn't need to report back. Well, that's a problem if it's not on pass through. That's gonna, I mean, that's gonna, why would, yeah, why would YouTube give a stats? I mean, really, at the end of the day, why would YouTube give a stats API back to Lipson? It's it's to report plays, right? And and if that content is being rehosted, uh, then that's that's why that link happens. So if they're ingesting RSS, um, then the stats reporting needs to come back. I mean, to ask the content creator to go in there and look at all their plays and then fill out a spreadsheet and pull, you know, it's, it's not a practical way to do things. And it also depends on what YouTube's goals are around monetization of that content. Well, that's the problem. Well, that's part of likely what's going to happen. So, well, and, and here's the problem that I run into again. I think we talked about on the last show. So let's say, let's say that you agree to let YouTube pull your RSS feed for your show and you put a pre-roll on that content and you have a mid-roll in that content. Now they cash that. That's going to piss off people just like it they did on Spotify. So that pre-roll is going to get stuck in there. I I suspect what at what YouTube will do is say you can't submit a podcast via an RSS feed unless it has no ads in the front right. of it well that, that would be a reasonable um supposition based on that scenario okay right? but, I mean, but also based it on it doesn't make sense for anyone but, to but, have dynamic ads get included in that content going but, into youtube if they're going to wrap other ads around it but at the same token makes sense at the right. same token you're going to get screwed because they've got these rules that you have to have x millions of listening hours or whatever it is, whatever their monetization rules are, in order to get advertising against YouTube content, they're not going to change the rules for podcasters to say you're going to get monetization uh, with fewer listen minutes than a YouTube channel. Yeah, I don't know that we know the answer to that. Um, That's my prediction. That might, might look like for audio-only content. And... And they have a horrible history of demonetizing shows. You say one wrong thing in uh, YouTube content, and you are demonetized. So, thus, thus the other part of the concern that we should all have in the industry. So, if more and more content into a platform like if if then here's my supposition: if your business model for your podcast solely relies on advertising then it you would be a Aaron's fool to list mm-hmm. your show on YouTube because what happens when you send your audience 
that listens to you today on an Apple Podcast app, Fountain, Overcast, Pocket Cast, where every one of those listens is monetized. And then you say, hey, by the way, you can listen to the show on YouTube and none of those listens are monetized. And you give, if you get lucky enough to get monetized, you get pennies on the dollar for that inventory. You would well, you're be, not getting monetized over there now. But here's um, the deal. Anyway, you would, if, right. if, and we're, we're just making predictions, yeah. but you would right. be a damn fool. And I will say that again. You will be a damn fool to put your content on YouTube without your full ad load in your media. Well, that's happening today, Todd. I mean, it's already happening with audio content into YouTube. My shows are monetized. Well, that's because you're doing host reads. That's I, right. I, I, I'm talking about dynamic inserted content, which is where the industry is well, shifting towards. But again, right? but again, why, why would I allow them to have to make me meet a, a, a volume level? See, here's because the, they here, can. well, because they can, YouTube. so they can go pack sand. They can right. go pack sand. But you know everybody's gonna be clamoring over there to get their show over there, well, and then they're, they're gonna drop their pants to get it done, just like they did with Spotify in the early it, days. Then guess what? Be careful what you wish for. Right. Be careful what you wish for. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you shift a percentage of your audience to YouTube, and that that if your model is advertising, if your business model is advertising. And you shift a portion of your audience, you ship 10, 15, 20% over there, and you say the F word. And there, a logarithm picks that up and pulls every ad from your show. Yeah, it's called brand safety, brand well, suitability. Those algorithms are coming to podcasting in a big way, too. Okay, well. There's so many layers to this conversation, Todd, that we're going to talk about it more at Podcast Movement, too. But here's but the. Well, but let's, nobody let's, knows about that yet. Let's continue to talk right. about this conversation. I'm going to. I, I think <laughs> again, if you are a serious podcaster with a serious business model that relies on advertising, putting your podcast without your advertising, pre rolls included, as pass through into YouTube, you would be a fool to do that. Now, if they well, it can, won't be passed through. It'll be cashed. So, well, I'm saying right. that's why I'm saying it has to be passed through because your ad's going to change. But so they're not going to support that. Well, so. then, then you would be a fool to send your content over there. Yeah. I, I, why would you do that and give up money? Well, the promise is is that the advertising opportunities are going to be available the, through YouTube. Okay. Right, There's no promise. Here, let's let's set this straight. Do you, let me let but, me let me Google. That's the carrot. That's the carrot. That's well, being okay, let me Google. Right. What is the percentage of YouTube channels? Oh, I'm going to do it right here. Oh, that are monetized. What is the percentage of audio shows? Or are you talking about any any? What is the okay. rate of monetization of YouTube? Um, 
how many YouTubers are monetized? They don't have the number. I think Google protects that information. If I were them, I probably would too. So, um, you have to have a crazy amount of views over there. Okay, you that have to. That explains a little bit of why this is taking so long. You have to have. To you have to have. It's complicated. You have to have four thousand watch hours a month. Mm-hmm. Four thousand watch hours a month before you can even be considered for monetization. This show has never been monetized on YouTube. We don't get four thousand watch hours. Four thousand watch hours. So if you have to have four thousand listen hours each and every month the majority of podcasters out here who have less than five thousand listeners they will never never be monetized on youtube never whereas let's let's say they had four thousand subscribers and two thousand of them moved to youtube so let's say 2,000 go over there to listen to the show, which I don't think is going to happen anyway. But let's just say 2,000. That's, that's 2,000 that could have been monetized everywhere else. Now, if, if, if the argument is, oh, you're going to gain 2,000 new subscribers, well, it has never happened for this show in 10 years. Well, Todd, I think you have to back up and you have to realize that, um, Programmatic advertising has been scaling for the last few years. Sure. I started working on programmatic at Spreaker back in like 2017 or something like that. And it is gradually growing and becoming more important to the medium. And, and it's certainly possible that uh, YouTube could support programmatic type advertising into podcasts. And guess sure. what? That, that advertising tends to go into smaller shows. But, right? but, so, but, oh, it could do the same. Guess what it will do? It will go into those smaller shows and you won't earn a dime. Well, it's you, all a factor of scale. You right? will so, earn right. nothing. Yeah. Right, oh, it's all it, a factor of scale. Todd, it right? it I mean, will. It's the same thing with the programmatic today it, on other platforms. It will, it will have. Right. Okay. But Rob, today, this show, for every pre-roll we get, we are monetized for every pre-roll ad that goes to the show. We get 70% of that for for every ad that will go into YouTube and have an ad in front of it. We will get zero. This is the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Go over and be on YouTube. Knock yourself out. We're on YouTube. That's that may or may not be true, Todd. So I don't think that the product has been rolled out yet. For okay, us to I know, know that. that. I know that. But right. if we look at YouTube's history, well, yeah, there will be a qualification level. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. Hey, they want some money for hosting that media, right? So it they're gonna run home to mama and set requirements. Now, if they so come out, if they do that, then this whole thing's gonna fail for them. Well, if, so, they, if they come out of the gate, out if they come out of the gate in day one, if they come out of the gate and said every 
imagine the regular YouTube podcast YouTubers being pissed off. Imagine, imagine they're not going to do this. Imagine they come out and said, Hey, if you just put your content up as audio only, we'll, we will pay you from day one. You'll get, you'll, you will earn money from day one. You can be part of Google AdSense. You can be monetized immediately. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got mm-hmm. a regular video YouTube channel over there is going to revolt. Cause they're going to say, Hey, what, what, what the hell? I, I had to have 4,000 viewer hours a month to be monetized, to qualify to monetize. I had to build my channel. There is no way. No they way. They could do that, Todd. You're I, right. I'll, they I'll, could I'll, do I'll that. put a Benjamin down that they, they are going to set some very high, not for a big show, mm-hmm. like Rogan or whoever. Hey, they're going to make money right off the bat. But for a small show, this is, this is a bad business move. We have to start thinking as business people, as podcasters. We have to quit, quit chasing these, these sparkle, you know, it's like, it's like a fish hook, right? That's got the little spinner on it, a little silver thing. We're like fish going in the water trying to bite at the, bite at the yeah. hook, right? Yeah. We, we have it's to. It's a competitive st- landscape now more than it was in the early days. We have, to, we've learned from what Spotify has done. We have to learn as podcasters. What makes business sense for our show? We've got 10,000 sats from Papa HD, Rob Todd. Thank you for having sharing these conversations with the community. I almost have my PhD in podcasting. Well, absolutely. Welcome, welcome to your year. We'll get that certificate right out That's to you. That's what I was going to say. We'll get it out to you right away. Here. But, here, you know. It, yeah, but do you have to pass a test, Todd? Hey, listen to this show long enough to get your PhD. So. <laughs> This is this is my point that we have to be more decisive and we have to be more okay. There's a lot of podcasts right now that don't know this. They went over to Spotify. We get this question several times a week. I went over to Spotify and submitted my show. I'm getting X thousands of listens over there. How come? How come I'm not getting any monetization on that? Well, it's because they're cashing your show. And they didn't tell you that. And they didn't tell you you're cashing right. your show. Right. If you'd applied through Blueberry or Libsyn or whoever else has an or, agreement, we're on pass through. We're right. on pass through, meaning every time someone hits play, they get a fresh rendition of your show and the advertising goes with just that close. episode just like it was. But when you went to Spotify direct, you screwed yourself. Well, how do I change that? Well, you have to uh, have your show delisted, removed over there. Yeah. Then you got to come back over here and apply. So, well, you know, I mean, Todd, you're in the middle of it. You know why that happened. Right. And, it, and it's happened before with other companies too, where we, the industry, the hosts, you know, push back and said, well, well, it's the ho- the podcast host right. went back and said, people are not going to apply and have their show listened to unless you put us on pass-through. And we have agreements, written agreements. Yeah, pass-through, says it's pass-through. pass-through right. signed. I have a piece of paper with uh, Spotify and my name on it. It's an agreement. Yeah, and we've, <laughs> we've turned, turned down distribution opportunities, at least prior companies that I have, um, 
for that exact reason. Or there had to be an advertising deal associated with it. Right. Um, so this isn't new. And I think when we talk about this, Todd, and I'm not trying to be negative about sure. YouTube or Spotify, really, at the end of the day, I just think that the community needs to know what's likely developing here. So, but, so we as a community can choose whether right. or not we want to say no. But Rob, you know what? People say, Todd, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, people point at us and think, well, these are the old curmudgeons. They don't know what they're talking about. This is the new thing. This is the new direction. This is the, it's, the I've future. Been, but, I've been, I've been, I've been sold a pack of lies for the last three years that YouTube is, is a number two discovery place. Right. But that's not true. <laughs> or number one or whatever BS is being fed. I think it's number two, but it's, right. it, yeah, but why is that? It's it's because people perceive some of the content over there as being a podcast when it actually is not. So, so that's why. If it was, this show would get a heck of a lot more views on YouTube than we would anywhere else. 1,111 stats from Nike Dell. You don't have to be everywhere and likely shouldn't. Kind of goes against that phrase that pays. Uh, I don't care whether they listen as long as they listen. If your business model is not advertising, you're not going to sleep about it. This is like, go put me on YouTube. I'm good. So this, yeah, oh, this, this conversation only applies to those whose business model right. is advertising. If your business Most don't care about monetization or making money right. on their podcasts and right. stuff, they probably don't care. If your business this. model is value for value, you might even care there because you're not going to be on super chat. You're not going to get a super chat unless you have 4,000 viewer hours a month. And then you You're can not get, a, get sats. And then you'll have to go and you'll have to give them a percentage of that super chat because they take a cut on that. I don't know what it is. I've never actually, what is the cut on super chat? Let me, let's, let's look that up. Because guess what? On super chat. Okay. I'm typing here. I bet it's 30%. Let me look. What is the cut? So yes, they take 30%. Creators receive 70% of super, super chat revenue. The 70% is calculated after local sales taxes and app store fees on iOS are deducted. Transaction costs, including credit card fees, are currently covered by YouTube. So it's probably truly like, like 60% before you're all done. So here's the beauty. We have Super Chat right now in podcasting, but it's called Boost. Right. So, and guess what? We don't take 70%. When you do a boost, you essentially get about, a, about 97, 98% of the boost. So, it, it really blows me away that well I guess I guess I don't know what I'm talking about so we will see we will see what happens over there well and we haven't even talked about Spotify here and then the other the other third wheel in this is TikTok but yeah well and both of those platforms both Spotify and YouTube are <laughs> are doing things 
just I, like Facebook is, to to fight against the growth and popularity of TikTok. And I, TikTok, um, based on rumors, I can't confirm anything. They're working on a podcast product as well, but we shall see on all that. I, I'm under NDA with ByteDance, so I can't say anything. I know I'm not going into any details either. I'm just saying that there there might be something that that these other platforms are worried about, like a, like a YouTube and a Spotify that they want to compete better against. So that's a whole great conversation to have at some point. Um, in itself, it is a great conversation to have <laughs> at some point, and and it's it's uh it could get very interesting as you look to the future when it comes to mm. podcasting and this is why i i i raised this topic to some degree because i'm not sure that i mean i think that you can see what's happening here between between especially if you look at it from a content creator perspective you know um, spotify announced that the that I, I think anchor as a brand is going away right. and they're going to roll that functionality into what's called Spotify Creator Studio, right? Which seems to have a very similar name to YouTube Studio, right? Right. Knock yourself so, out, right? So you can see what may be happening here. Uh, Spotify is embracing video. They're obviously embracing video, or only if you audio only and if you, video. Only if you do right. it through their Creator Studio. You can't do it via RSS. Right. You can't submit a video right. podcast via a RSS um, link, which is another clue about, you know, who knows so, what's going to happen on that front. And but. by the way, I have heard ads because I, I look at my at content over there all the time. I've heard right. ads against my shows. This one included. I've heard ads run up against this podcast as premium Spotify. Yeah. So they're already monetizing podcast content over there and not giving creators a, a dime so that could happen on youtube True. oh it's going to happen on youtube they they are a company that has one goal in mind and one goal only to have a good shareholder stock report every quarter they have to meet their numbers right they have to meet their revenue everything they do is revenue driven they Love creators because they generate revenue for them. And how many of you, okay, how many of you have paid YouTube $16, $17 a month to be on YouTube Premium so you don't have ads? So, Rob, you're, so here's what I tell you to do. Go run an incognito window and play this show in an incognito window. And watch the two ads that are run up against this show every time it's played. There's two 15 to 30 second ads that are played against this podcast on YouTube every time that someone isn't paid. And I get zero from that. Right. And, and but, it probably says in the terms of service buried somewhere on page but, 55 and but fine print. I get right. the ability to live stream. I get the ability to post my videos up there. It's a price of entry. I understand it. Now, what does it gain me for listeners? Well, you know, we got this cool live audience, but most of them now are tuned in via lit and live. They've abandoned Facebook and, and YouTube. They all went to the, the apps. 
at podcastapps.com. So that's beautiful to me because guess what they're getting to do that they couldn't do on Facebook? They get to super chat me with a boost. Right. Yeah, Todd, this all maps to an earlier discussion that, that we had a few weeks ago about um, HLS streaming. Right. And the industry is on the monetization side are rabid about, you know, streaming ads, right? Well, streaming ads is YouTube and Spotify. Of course. So, so you know, and other platforms too uh, may want to get involved in that too if they're on the music side. But, but again, I, right. I, I go back to the history of YouTube and you say one thing wrong in your show. You will be cut so quick. Right. You talk about anything is you, it could be very obscure because the, 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 as, as Daniel says, how do you need to say a logarithm? I say logarithm. I, I leave the A off. I've done that for years. So it's a Toddism. So sue me. Um, the a logarithm looks at your word, your words and says, Oh, they got too political. Oh. They got on a, on content that, oh, isn't brand safe. And whereas normally, normally you would probably have that slid through on a regular advertising deal. It wouldn't be that tight of a focus, but you say one thing. Oh, and if, oh, and guess what? You build up strikes in their system. So if you build up a content strike in their internal algorithm, you will be suppressed in the where you're placed as far as being able to be seen. Why subject yourself to those politics? Continue to build your brand on your dot com. Be able to push your content where it's not censored, where it is not demonetized, where you're not where you're not uh, p- p- drove down in the algorithms. That's a leading question that you're asking there, Todd. Uh, where might we suggest to to maintain this? There is an alternative reality that's developing out there. It's not an alternative reality. It's what exists today. Open podcasting. No. Well, it is, but no, I'm talking <laughs> about if you're going to work with a consumption platform, there is a um, alternative economy. Um, developing out there or right. alternative we, distribution platforms. Uh, well, one we've been, is growing and it's called Rumble. Oh, I'm, I am worried about the, the problem is there's not a lot. Go over to Rumble and find me audio podcasts. Well, that's my point, Todd, is <laughs> that that's not over there, but there's no. a lot of uh, video podcasts that well, are over there. Well, I guess we should put our show over on Rumble, you know, right. <laughs> but at the same point, is Rumble paying people? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. But again, I again, I'm really. When was the last time you used their app? It looks I've, a lot I've like been, YouTube, right? I now. haven't been on. I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever been on Rumble. It it they did a major update about three weeks ago, and it looks a lot like YouTube. Well, right? and nothing. There's no more bigger flattery than copying someone. Well, and, it is, uh, but it does beg the question that that platform does not censor with moderation. And they've, oh. they've stated it in their policies. So, so what you're starting to see is Un- until, will... until they're delisted by Apple, right. they have to yeah. have some moderation, Rob, because if they don't, well, 
it's the same terms of service that maybe you or I have on our platforms. Well, it's not I, the I, level of censorship that we've seen on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. What what's what's Trump's thing? Truth Social or whatever it is. Right. That's they they life. could not get on until they made some. How yeah, should, there has to be some some content. Yeah. Uh, moderation, but there's also talk about getting rid of the the 230 clause too and well that will cause a domino effect that will force everybody to clamp down on content well the 230 it's not necessarily where they're having a challenge in the Supreme court right now where people are having even the justices are having challenges with is that in a normal google search they just present links so they're protected because they really are not it's where you now type into Bing and it writes back to you suggestions. And that is where the AI stuff could be foreseen as um, if it, they tell you to, to turn right and drive over a bridge that's no longer in existence could be a problem. Or, you know, that that's where the 230 clause is going to be affected from the AI standpoint. That's a whole nother three hours worth of conversation. But... <laughs> Um, but it is related to this topic, though. If if podcasting wants to retain its its openness, right, right and missing, you know, lacking in censorship and all this stuff, which we, I think, in a fairly significant degree, we we have today. Um, if if you're running right. programmatic and your show is being looked that's at, that's where it could be. Be and saying, censored, "Oh, right. this episode is uh, not brand safe." Have you essentially censored it? And is it? Yeah, not- but that's only going to demonetize. It's not well, going to take it down. I know, but you know, let's right. take it a step further. It because could be used for for pure censorship takedown. That same. Well, it, it, right. it, if someone's going to say you demonetize my con- content based upon what some AI thought, that's illegal. So. I think it's a whole can of worms. We'll see where it leads. But here's what, here is the simple fact. YouTube, Spotify. And I'm sorry, Amazon, everyone else. And where's Apple in all this? Okay. They, okay, hold on a second. That's the next conversation. Hold, Hold on a second. They do not have podcasters' best interest at heart, in my opinion. YouTube? I'm saying all these platforms that all are platforms. do not have that monetize against our content. They do not have the thereafter making sure they make revenue. Whereas Apple, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Fountain, all these great well, Overcast is not yet podcasting 2.0, but all these apps have the creator, the podcaster first and the list well listener and podcaster co-equals and it's simple i hear i hear adam screaming right now he's like you can't monetize the network (laughs) that's what he's saying you can't monetize the network abandoned advertising go value value we were we were pretty amazed, um, Rob. I will. I, we announced in our Facebook group 
Um, and it's, so it's public. It's early days yet. Um, on the number of taking this show out of the equation, remove us and remove Geek News Central. Um, just in the short time that we've had value for value turned on for Blueberry podcasters, they've earned about $600. So it's still very early. People are training their listeners. So for me, that I will be excited when that's $6,000 a month or $60,000 a month. But, you know, starting, you got to start somewhere. And, you know, first few weeks that this turned on, minus my, and the donations from this show, because we could add a couple hundred bucks to that number e- easily. Um, about six, like actually 625, six, because I basically, I looked at our 3% that we're taking and I backed it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, as, as impressed, couldn't believe it. So it's still early days. And, you know, small numbers of shows are adding this on. Um, I haven't got the ability to see across how many shows. I got to figure out how I can figure that out. But I was like, okay, there's, there is a, there is an alternative here that is a viable solution. Yeah. Where you can monetize however you want. But, okay. So we, we beat a dead horse here. What do you say, ladies and gentlemen, about our conversation here with you two? There's so many layers to this conversation. That's the that's the challenge. And be honest, fully grasp what's happening here. It's, <laughs> it's a multi-layered conversation. And believe me, I am sick and tired of talking about brand safety. <laughs> well, now they want to shift it to brand suitability, Todd, because what they found, I believe, is that the brand safety thing is a is a loaded term that And and here's another thing they're starting to look at. Gets people upset. And which cracks me up. Todd. We want to reach all the cat shows you have. Oh really? That's new. You wanna you wanna buy cat shows? I'm using that as an example. It wasn't cat shows, but you know we want to reach all your cat shows. Oh, when did you guys start buying by category again? Well, we think this is a good idea. And I just roll my eyes. What's, what, what is old is new again? We're not trying to reach the 25 year old single woman with no kids that has a college degree. Now we're trying to reach cat owners, Ford owners, gun holders, weed smokers, you know, they want the groups now and they want the, when well, they want shows by, by category again. Huh? Amazing. That's, that's a user <laughs> identification to some degree. So, you know, I don't get too, of data, Todd. I that's don't get, I don't get too many brand safety questions. Thank goodness. But it's just like, but is it suitable, Todd? That's, that's the, is it suitable for the brand? Uh, is the question here, right? Brand, brands have gotten too wound up. They, you know what it is? They have people that are 35 and under that are worried about this woke culture. Oh, I think there's a big part of that that's linked to, you know, trying to identify these, these hot button topics that People don't want to be associated. Every with. podcast should be have hot button topics. If you're not doing a hot button topic within your show and pushing buttons, you're boring. Right. Just like what happened to Don Lemon the other day with his 
mention of women in their well in their prime. It's right? not. It, hey, guess what? Guess what? You know, you know. Open your mouth, get in trouble. So right. it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, no, you got to be careful of this stuff. I mean, it's not, it's, there's, there's some common sense going on that you should apply, uh, the life in general. Right. I, I'm surprised that he said that, but so I don't know it was appropriate for the conversation that he was having. Well, so. you know, he's lucky. I guess he's lucky he still has a job. We'll see yeah, for, for how, how long. long is the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until he says something more. All right. So moving topics here. So. You sent me a text and said, hey, you know, we're going to be on the live stage, blah, 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 blah. And I just assumed for NAB. Well, I'm working on that, too. <laughs> and, and then so. I was like, I got the podcast movement newsletter today. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's for podcast movement. So what's the story well, I was there? I busy. <laughs> yeah. When, when did this when did this transpire? Um, Actually, I got word that we had a, a spot on the stage just uh, like... Monday. So it happened pretty fast. Both, both us, uh, and James Cridlin with his pod news weekly, uh, is going to have a live on stage, uh, wow. episode recording as well. His is at, uh, is on Thursday. Ours is on Friday. So, so we're going to do our best, I guess, to try to be actually live, live lit and live. We'll see. Yeah, we can. Try. I did get word from them that they will be uh, recording audio and video of our session. So, oh. but we may not be able to get the audio and video from them for probably a week, is what he so, said. So, but if we wanted to do something live, we could, as long as we don't get in the way of what they're what they're doing. So maybe we can tap in like we tapped in before. Are we, audio. Are we going to be on audio. a big stage or anything? Or it's a decent sized stage. I'm not sure how big the the room is okay. actually, but it's probably, you know, it's a normal size room probably. So are we like during the lunch hour or something? Is that what we got or? No, uh, it's actually 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. on Friday the 10th. So it's just oh. prior to lunch. Okay. So that's a decent time. Friday and the 10th at 11 a.m. It's the last day. It's the last day. And, and they gave us an hour and 45 minutes, Todd. Wow. So, wow. Wow. How's that possible? Um, okay. Well, I guess it's possible when you're the last session, probably. Oh, are we stage. the last session on Friday? On, on, on that stage, probably. Oh, I see. All right. So have you been reaching out to anybody to be on? Um, yeah, I've had some conversations, but, uh, I haven't nailed it down yet, but I was, I was trying to figure out my topic first mm. that I wanted to cover <laughs> and then try and find the appropriate people for that. I think, so, I think YouTube would be a pretty appropriate hot topic. Well, yeah. All these guys that are taking things to the next level. So yeah, call that it's the, just finding what do you out mean who next, those, what do you mean next level? Well, the next level that they think they're is, trying again is, is innovation in the podcasting space is the level they want to take. Okay. To I would not necessarily define it as innovation. <laughs> no, and ac more accurately, it's probably a regression, actually. So, so I think that RSS was innovation. So, right. Boy, if you think about it from a big, big media perspective, right? Right. Well, we we probably have some people that are. Um, I'm looking at our. I'm trying to see if we've had any boost come in. 
I'm watching two different systems. Um, well, Todd, I wanted to add, I want to talk about one other topic sure. too, and this could be something that we can dive in a little deeper. Uh, at podcast movement is given what we're hearing. Um, what do you think is the likely next move from Apple? Oh, I'm not under NDA with Apple. I'm not either, but um, I think you know. I think they're they're the big dog in the medium still. Even uh, even though the, some would say that YouTube is a bigger dog, I, I but have not in podcasting. I have given Apple some feedback. We haven't, you know, I, I it's no secret we have a meeting with them on a regular basis, largely to track the status of Apple Premium. Right. So while I won't say what goes on in those conversations, but I I, I do think that they are definitely they definitely uh, are really currently focused on apple premium they want podcasts to understand there's there's availability there for them to do something you know to earn money for their shows and uh either ad free episodes or and we've had a fair number of podcasters that have started um some premium shows on apple Mm -hmm. um sure they have not indicated to me at all what's on the horizon but yeah i haven't heard anything but but I would, I would. How should they react oh. to what they're seeing happen? Is my is really the question. Ted, guys, ladies, <laughs> um, I, I I think honestly that they'll never implement the value for value stuff in podcasting 2.0. But and they may not be able to implement anything in the people tag because they're worried about people sneaking stuff in there they shouldn't they like putting joe rogan as a credit to be a guest on a show when he's not so they were to have their their own technology well they have stopped to my understanding of taking any more any more players so i think it'd be simple for them but again it's you got to think about apple's again a public company and they got to make money so the Apple Premium piece is definitely along those lines. They also have to think about their security layers too, and how they do right. things. So, which is a big, you know, I, factor. I, and I don't know how much of the podcasting 2.0 spec they would be able to adopt if they wanted to. But it, it's uh, here's what they need to do, and we've all wanted it for many, many years: is have an Android app. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in itself. From just from being Apple, being Apple, and being able to promote it would drive a huge, huge number of Android listeners to, you know, there's a lot of great Android apps, but the, you know, it's just like Google has done themselves such a disservice. They could have fixed this years ago by having a dedicated podcasting app on, it was delivered on every Android device, just like Gmail and Google searches, mm-hmm. but it was never a priority. YouTube is the priority. And that's why podcasts are going to YouTube. So right. it, it's time. Uh, it's time for a, a Apple podcast app on Google and on, on Android. It's, it's, and maybe there is some political thing there that, but now with premium, why wouldn't they? But then again, yeah. eh, maybe, maybe it's a problem with Apple Play Store and, you know, conflicts. Of, cash and you know who takes what for what i i you know it probably they wouldn't be able to have premium on 
So it doesn't make sense financially. I, I don't know what's next for Apple. I, um, they've got a great team. So all, here's one thing that's really cool is they have finally, we're, the roost, the chickens are about ready to come home to roost because they're introducing the, um, we will know a hundred percent now what is actually Apple podcasts and what is not Apple core media because they, mm. they're implementing that new. That's right. I guess it's identifier. Right. Right. The identifier. Right. So we'll be able to see very, very shortly what the true Apple podcast market share is outside of all the other apps that are still using Apple core media. Matter of fact, I think John Spurlock put together a, a list. Mm -hmm. of of apps that should be matter of fact i wonder if i can find that this is stop I, using the apple core media um uh, user agent right right um let me see if i can find john's list it's, it's still not an extensive list of big apps though no but uh, you know it is a um it's growing let's see is it js maybe js Someone out there, it's listen, lit and live. Tweet me what John's. Oh, I found it. He's a, uh, he's at JS. So, okay, here, this is much better. Other than Apple podcast apps that don't change the default Apple core media, UAR, Podbean, Castro, Fountain, Podcast Republic, Moonbeam, Playapod, Pods, Bullhorn, Luminary, Listen app, Audible, Podacy, Radio Online. These are a bunch of podcast apps that are using the Apple core media still as its identifier. So matter of fact, you should send that over to your team, Rob, make sure that they update the Podbean app and do a correct yeah. identifier because yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But there's a, you know, we can, we can break out the Podbean app. Um, right. So there's other ways to break some of this stuff out. So, but, we will see. I, I bet you the Apple podcast percentages are still very, very high, even after they, um, they do this. Let's see. Oh, there's a document. Yeah. It does say what 63% of all Apple core media traffic is not Apple podcasts. Who says that? That's what it says in pod news. Okay. It says, uh, it says we've recalculated figures based on the last 90 days. And it says, 63% of all Apple core media traffic mm -hmm. is not from Apple Podcasts. So 63% is coming from Podbean, Castro, Audible, Podcast Republic, Moomi, PlayaPod. All the other apps. Pods, Bullhorn, right. Luminary, Listen App, Fountain, Podacy, and Radio Line? Bullshit. They don't make up 63%. I've got the, I've got, I've got an Apple room. Core media database right here of the apps that are, that announce themselves that have the Apple Core media reporting. But I guess, okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This is a, this is, this is a report that was put out by James Cridlin. On April 24th, 2021. I, rem I remember seeing that. So when they release 16.4, we'll know very, very quickly within a month what their true percentage is. Um, be able to break it out. 
and, and segment it. Um, but I don't think it's of their total 63% comes from other apps. Yeah. So I, this change was at, as of iOS 16.4 due out in the second quarter. So I guess it's right. out as of now. No, it's, it's, it's not out yet. All right. Wait. What are we up to 16? Point three is that what we're up to right now? Uh, pre sixteen. Anyway, we'll have to see. I'll have. I... Well, let me see if I can see it. Yeah. Okay. I'm up to sixteen point three point one. Yeah. So it's but still not here. It yet. comes out a month or two or whatever. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what it is, and then you know, then there'll be no more speculation in the sky. It'll be. We'll have some real numbers. With a real, you know, and what's happening is, is, um, the, was there a danger that Apple's going to fall from the, the top spot? It's going to uh, be taken over by Spotify. No way. Never. Impossible. Not, not going to happen. It could knock off a couple of points off of Apple. Oh, it's going to knock some points off, but they're not going to become number two. Not on our platform. They're not. There's not a chance. Not so, nearly a chance. So what's the the more recent number on your platform for Spotify share? It's still six, seven percent. Matter of oh, fact, it's, it's dropped. It, it's dropped. It's only six, seven percent. Yeah. I, I think the last time I asked you that it was over nine. It's it's dropped. They've they've lost market share, at least on a, for us. For the shows hmm. that we measure. That's interesting. Are all shows getting getting submitted over there, yeah. or is there a big chunk of shows yeah. on your platform I, that isn't getting submitted? I think over it's there? in the high nineties that get submitted over there. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those places you got to be. It certainly is. It certainly is the case. I yeah. Agree. Uh, matter of fact, John Spurlock just said Rob sounds much better this week, so maybe it was Skype. <laughs> when I've got a professional setup here, it isn't like well, I, it might have been cheap here it, on my it, microphone. It, it, it might have been Skype smashing you. You know, who knows? Yeah, something. So, so something. you know, they made a change somewhere, right? I mean, I mean, I wasn't going to go out and spend more money on my microphone to get uh, it better for the show. No. <laughs> but so anyway, it's you know, there's a lot of stuff moving here, and to be honest with you. <laughs> I've just been heads down. It's been between talking to podcasters and trying to stay ahead of my dev team. Oh my God. I've been, I've been busy. Very, very busy. And then Monday I was out. I had, I had, my throat was on fire. I'm surprised I can talk today. Sound okay. Yeah. Well, I, I was, I drank probably five gallons of water yesterday. So I don't, I don't flush it out. Yeah, whatever, well, it whatever it was, but I'm, doing much better today just my nose is running so i thought it was interesting that uh matt cutler has left uh spotify i think we've talked about that but he's he's the one that uh came with the acquisition of parcast and did the and has been managing the joe rogan deal uh he's the head of audio talk shows and partnerships uh at spotify so he's they're, left and they're dropping like julie, flies over there and julie mcnamara is going to take over for licensed exclusives and Brian Thornson is going to oversee third party content partnerships. So, um, and Bill Simons is going to have more of a focus on podcast monetization. Okay. 
Hold on. Breaking news. Don't eat me, Tom Webster. Tom Webster right. says, we need to talk about Todd's shirt and the perfect ratio of zipped to unzipped. It's like the golden mean. Yeah, I had it down pretty low earlier, so I, I moved it back up. Guess Thank people you, did, Todd, for uh, or, sparing or Tom you. For, for changing the conversation. <laughs> sparing, sparing seeing my, you know... Hairy my, chest. my gray haired right. chest. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the Spotify thing. Yeah. That's like people are bailing left and right. So, you know, he's does this mean, and I've been, I've been speculating this. I speculated a little bit of this on um, somewhere. I can't remember if it's Facebook or what, whatever, or LinkedIn or what, whatever, that maybe this is a sign that maybe um, Spotify is pulling back from <laughs> exclusives and, and licensed uh, content a little bit. Maybe it's less of a priority if I, Max felt that he needed to move on to uh, take on other more well, innovative endeavors. The question is, did Max leave on his own? Right. Or, or did well, Max say, okay, well, we're going to work on exit for you. <laughs> right. Or Max is like going, well, not much more for me to do. It's time to find, yeah, a, the, find you, a new you know, project. Spend a billion dollars. So uh, time to go somewhere else and do something. <laughs> Can you so, imagine having a checkbook to be able to spend a billion dollar on deals? We'll see. That, that, I'd have to hire some people. <laughs> I mean, if you look at how how much they've cut original content at Spotify just over the last three months, um, you have to say that you know that investment hasn't really panned out. Rob. And Rob. and you have to look at what's happening at the economy too, because a lot of people are saying that advertising is still, you know, Rob. Have you have, planned, have, have, you, have you checked the interest rates lately? <laughs> <laughs> And I think um, they're going to continue going up. The so. the free money is gone, so budgets yeah. are very very tight. You know, it's uh, it's easy to finance something when you're at one percent or one and a half, or you know that. But when you're having to go out and do financing and it's seven <laughs> percent, and I saw that the the National Public Radio folks have announced that they're going to cut ten percent of their staff because they expect to have a thirty million dollar revenue shortfall. In my tech show that I do, I'm the the slashes of employees nationwide across a wide variety of companies is through the roof. I don't know how the unemployment rate is not unemployment rate is not going up. It's it's major slashes of of people all over the place. So I don't know if we're just starting to see the beginning of it. I know that the number of folks that are contacting me saying, hey, I'm looking for a job has went up astronomically. I probably now get 50 a day direct emails from me from people that are either in marketing or sales or that are looking for work. And I would usually get like two a week before. Right. So are you hiring? Are you hiring? Are you hiring? Are you hiring? And here's my resume. And headhunters contacting me. And, and not only oh, head... Yeah. Headhunters contacting me for people that are have experience in the podcasting space too, not just obscure people that are have a, a marketing background, but people that have had podcast marketing experience and that kind of stuff. So you know the cuts are are happening. Yeah, and and some of them are onesie twosies that people you know you don't necessarily miss small companies, and I think we actually had one podcast hosting company said they were shutting down because they 
the most, I think they earned $200 a month or something like that. It was some mm. number that they had that is, so, you know, I could potentially see some of these small, smaller hosts potentially be feeling the pinch pretty tight. Yeah. But we got a programmatic report in and programmatic still, it's still tracking. I'm not seeing a, a impact on programmatic. What's the, what's the average CPM? It all depends on how, it all depends on how long you've been running. The longer you run, the higher it goes. So anyway, from six, the to longer th that you run a campaign, the longer you you're actually doing programmatic, the higher the CPMs end up being. It says oh, it's a weird thing. Oh, I see. Is. Okay. Month, two, month, three, month, four, you, the numbers go up for specific shows. So shows are starting in six and seven and then ending up, it could be as high as 13 or 14. Gross. So don't see much. That's, you know, pretty, you don't see too many of those 13s, but you know, 11, 12s, those types of numbers. So, but inventory is still pretty good. So that's the main thing. But again, if we go back to the, the magic number that we we were checking every week, um, the data is still, still pretty flat. Let's see here. It's not right. going up or down is what you're saying. Yeah. Let me go over here and pull the report. Cause I like looking at the, the, well, I can look at John's numbers. You know, they are going up a little bit, you know, just, you know, but again, we've seen a little bit of a level off in the last 14 days. So, you know, if, if we go back to, let's go back to January, let's go to January 14th. And if we look at January 14th, there was, um, about 259,000 shows that produced a new episode in the last, um, I think it's 30 days. And then, yeah, uh, no, no, no. Let me, I'm on the wrong, wrong dealio. Let me go. I'm on, let's go to 30 days. So I go back to January 15th. So there, if you go back to January 15th, there was 203,000. Oh, that's, that's the wrong color. What? I want to be on red. I was on the right color to begin with. So in the last 30 days, January 14th, if we look at January, again, let me go back. January, yeah, 259,806 in the last 30 days around the 15th of January. If we go up to right now, it's up to 293,052. Actually, let me go back. I got to go back 30 days because the number is higher. So last 30 days, let me go last 30, 14. Yep. So again, it, it's, it's, it's okay, but it's flat. No, I don't want that. Let me close this and get my other link because that's the one I really want. Do we guys bore you and we start talking metrics? Okay, where's oh, they're feverishly taking notes, Todd. Yeah, whatever. Where, where's my JSON report? Come on, Todd. Find it. Uh, not there, not there, not there, not there. I have way too many links. Okay, here we go. So what is going up is value for value feeds. Feeds with a value block are 12,130. That's, and I think that's a lot, probably us that's driving a bunch of new people in there. Um, okay, feeds. Okay, right now, feeds with new episodes in the last 30 days, 369, 870. Hasn't changed much from last week. And then fee, paid feeds with new episodes last 30 days is 273, 453. So 
Again, pretty flat. Very, very flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, total feed count 3.89, 3.897 million. But again, we're, 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 it's just flat. Uh, let's look at the last seven days. 214,000, 10 days, 258, 14 days, 293. But again, the last 90 day number is still 497, 896. So nowhere near, you know, 200,000 down from the summer, from last summer. So, yep, pretty flat right now. We're still seeing an influx of new customers. But we're losing a few too. My, my churn rate is up just a little bit, but not to be like freaking me out. So yeah. there are a few people pulling the plug. And you know, yeah. me again, it's, I, I go back. This is a great time to be a content creator. If you're out there charging and moving forward, this is a great time to be a content creator. Yeah, because things are a little bit flat. There's not as much noise in the market. Yep. And it's probably a little easier to stand out. But I think for sure. There are some unique challenges in this market right now, though, too. And that's there's so much, I guess, a distrust. Oh, really? You think there's distrust? Of, of information online generally. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So if you can build that trust, I know I'm out there doing presentations talking about building trust with audiences um, because it, I, I think that's really at, at the root of where the issues are as you look um, to people's relationship with media, just in general, you know, who do you trust like you and I over, let's say a big media outlet. Do they trust real voices? Do they trust people that, you know, speak from the heart, um, see what's happening from the ground perspective. Maybe they're considered experts or whatever, um, but also have a way of building genuine pathways to people and, and trust. Do people trust what I say, what you and I say, Todd, on this show is the question, right? Yeah, that's, well, I don't know. We don't get anybody saying they don't, but again, I mean, I don't trust what I'm being told in mainstream media right now. So where where do we put our trust um, of sources of information that can help us make better decisions in our lives? Well, I believe that's why people are moving over to watching more content on platforms like Rumble. Yeah, I don't know if that's... You'd have to give me some numbers on that as a trend, but I, I think that what we have found ever really since the beginning of COVID is that there is a segment of the population that absolutely unequivocally does not in any shape or form trust major stream, mainstream media. And as, as they probably should. And there is a segment of the population that live and die by mainstream, mainstream media. media. Right. So those two worlds are the ones that are at conflict with each other now, mostly in this online dialogue. So here's what so I. So which direction is it moving? Is it moving away from mainstream media? Are audiences kind of giving up on? I'm a lot more healthy in my brain when I do not listen to mainstream media. 
Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I, I would agree. You know, I think I've shifted away from mainstream media myself. So personally. all I can say is, as we are humans and we have a, an ability to think for ourselves. And I think we have to be able to, you know, my sense of truth might not be the same sense of truth as yours, Rob, but I tell you what, I, I try to look at everything with a very discerning eye because I don't hardly believe anything coming out of anybody's mouth. So, but I am open to listen. And oh, I am yeah, I am, open, and come up with my own opinion to accept other people's views and assess those, right? And don't you know immediately bash them because no. they have a certain thought. No, I, I just have never thought that way. So, but I think but I do think that that many people have developed that kind of sensitivity. I, I think the majority of at least the people in the United States are pretty center. I, you know, I think there's this huge, a little bit of right, a yeah. little bit left. I think the majority, you know, we all want our kids to go to school. We all put our pants on the same. We need to put grocery table. You know, we have to pay the rent or pay the mortgage and our car payments. It's all pretty much the same. But then there is the, where you live geographically. There's all these factors that factor into everything. And, you know, I think from certain stuff, we're pretty much, we're down the middle, but then, you know, depending on your upbringing and, your, you know, social economic and what was afforded you. And there's all these things that this is why we're, in my opinion, still the greatest country on earth is we have these, this diversity of opinions. It'd be nice for us to hang on to that. Wouldn't it? And, um, a lot of people are afraid to talk today. They're afraid to come out and say what they really feel. That's shifting a little bit, you know, um, my mom is pretty, you know, she's, she's very, she just tells us the way it is, but she's, she's in her 80s. She can do whatever the heck she wants, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm not going to be around much longer, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, well, she'll be around when she's a hundred, you know, that's, right. so I, I think that, um, we have, we just have to kind of be smart and listen and, you know, be willing to hear opposing opinions. That's the beauty about podcasts. I don't want to listen to a podcast that is going to feed my brain with the same thing I absolutely unequivocally die hard believe in. I want to hear opposing views and dialogues. And I've said it many times on this show, Rob, with my grandfather, God rest his soul, and he played devil's advocate. It was the most exciting time to sit around and hear, you know, grown men jaw back and forth to each other because it, it, it taught you that you have to sometimes to, to, to take an opposing view just to see how it plays out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So I, I think podcasts affords us that opportunity. People just have to be willing to listen to it. I don't think you're going to, you know, YouTube channels stay pretty neutral. And the reason they stay pretty neutral is uh, the majority of them. They, they have to make sure that they are not agonizing. Not agonizing is not the word antagonizing <laughs> here's my 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 great english antagonizing audience members they have to be careful and you know if you're running a political show well then you have a you have a 50 percent audience yeah. um, but if you're running a political show and you have equal views on that could be very exciting to listen to too true truly two different views I think left can, and right podcast. Yeah, is that what you're trying yeah, to say, yeah. If you can have is it some, possible to do that, you know, without people coming to blows. Oh, there might be, there might be some ex expletives put together in those podcasts. But I think right. you know, it's someone should like point me out Keeps to a couple of listening. Those. 
these people listening, that's all I care about. Yeah. They, can, they can swear at each other all they want. <laughs> but it's not brand safe. Oh, that's Brand right. appropriate. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. But isn't that what we started podcasting for? What, isn't to be it? non-brand safe? No, we started podcasting to be able to speak what's on our minds and our hearts and to well, that's tell it the way what it is. podcasting is, isn't it? Yeah, is that's what it is. Sharing your views and your thoughts and your expertise. And, and be complete, you know, we, we are just like uh, talk shows. We, we have our, we are allowed to have an opinion. And that's, you know, that's the difference here is none of us are doing this is the news, you know, but if you think back to that's for sure, nobody's doing that anymore. Right. But, it, but, but if you think back <laughs> and, you, you know, and it, this would be a great analysis for someone to do if someone went back and, and a- analyzed, let's just say one year of Walter Conkright's commentary on the news and talked about the headlines, just the just did the research on the headlines he talked about during the day and then look at what else was going on in the world that they didn't talk about. Then we could make a determination. Have we been brainwashed from the sixties or seventies? I think. Yeah. Oh, I just went on UPS for a second. Are we still online? What did you just lose power? I had a little bit of a hit, but I've got the critical stuff on battery backup. So. Well, your signs behind you are still on. Yeah, that those are on battery. Oh, they are. I hear a there's a maybe it's not this, but I hear a buzzer going on at some point. Well, we got four minutes left, so that's a, a good thing. I gotta have to go check and see because I heard something go dump. Yeah, I don't know what is something's on UPS back there right now. But something I heard something thump, but this I didn't see any lights blink here, so. And nothing's beeping here, so it's an EMP uh, it makes me a little worried because we have a video recording going on on the other computer that's on a UPS. So uh, it's, it's a good thing we have three minutes left. Um, so Todd, I'm I'm going to be attending the Hot Pod Summit tomorrow. Oh, in in Brooklyn, and uh, Kai Chuck, uh, the head of podcasting for YouTube, is going to be there, and he's going to be presenting. So well, we'll want to hear everything. Uh, hear tap everything. on his shoulder tomorrow. Hear everything he has to say. Yeah. Should be entertaining. And maybe he won't say anything at all. Is he supposed to make some announcements? Uh, he's, he's on a session. So uh. maybe he's going to bring up a YouTube content creator and mm. talk about how great the uh, podcasts are on YouTube. Well, Who knows? like they did last time. Right. All right. Well, that'd be cool. Who knows? All right, I'm going to get us out of here before something shuts down in the other room because I'm definitely on battery oh. in the other room uh, for, I think it's the system that does the main recording. Something has happened. But, uh, Rob, any, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, Rob froze. Oh, you froze for a second. I did. All right, so let's get out of here. Any thoughts before we uh, get out, though? No, just... Uh... I'll have some stuff to talk about after seeing the Hot Pod Summit and the on-air fest that's going on. All right. Uh, th- Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in Brooklyn. Yeah. Should, should be fun. I'll be watching your Twitter feed. Of course, it'll be covered by all the major uh, podcast news folks, I'm sure. Right. All right. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. Of course, we want you to boost the show. So go over to pod- uh, podcastapps.com or newpodcastapps.com. Same place. Grab yourself. 
a uh, Fountain Podverse Castomatic uh, podcast app and uh, start supporting the show. I probably missed one there. I apologize, Rob. Yeah, I can be found on Twitter as well at Rob Greenley and uh, robgreenley.com. And if you want to send me an email, you can send it to robg at podbean.com and, and uh, probably be able to see you at Podcast Movement coming up. Um, I'm going to be there um, the whole time, 7th through the 10th. So we'd love to catch up with you or stop by and say hi to the Podbean booth. And, and if you happen to be at Hot Pod tomorrow. So, yeah. So be at Podcast Movement as well. So, by the way, um, if you don't understand what this value for value stuff is, you're missing out. We're having a lot of fun with it. So, uh, uh, definitely, uh, come on board and, and, and play along. If you've got value out of this show today and value has delivered something to your brain, um, we also have a PayPal link for those of you that aren't playing in that realm. There's a PayPal link at newmediashow.com. So please follow the show over there. And uh, we'll be back Wednesday for another edition of the New Media Show. Everyone take care. See you next time. All right. Bye.